Good morning, crypto fam, and happy Sunday as Bitcoin is fast approaching $28,000. In today's show, we'll be discussing the Bitcoin levels to watch as Bitcoin price eyes the highest weekly close in the past nine months. And check this out. New Goldman Sachs research data shows Bitcoin is the best market performing asset in the world this year. We'll also be discussing Bankman Freed shield FTX risk model to the FDIC chairman prior to the collapse. We'll also be sharing BlackRock CEO warns of more banks seizures and shutdowns could result from regulatory changes. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin ordinal NFTs minted surpasses the 500,000 mark. And what's next? We'll also be sharing Bitcoin facing massive headwinds despite the ongoing rally. Warren's crypto analyst, Nicholas Merton, also be breaking down what's on everyone's mind right now. Former Coinbase CTO makes a $2 million bet on Bitcoin's performance. That's right. He predicted Bitcoin will reach a million dollars within 90 days due to hyperinflation in the United States. Max Kaiser's response. How could Bitcoin hit a million dollars in the very near term? Starting this Monday, a global meltdown of all banks, fiat money and central banks begins in a tsunami of hyperinflation floods the globe estimated probability 30 percent we'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market all this plus so much more in today's show Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome, everyone. This is podcast episode number 1225. I'm your host, JV. And today is Sunday, March 19th, 2023. We have a lot to cover. So let's dive into today's market watch. As you can see, all the major cryptos back in the green with Bitcoin up one and a quarter percent for the day, maintaining above 27500 We have Ether up a half a percent, just under $1,800. And as you can see, just overall green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're getting closer to that $1.2 market cap with about $58 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance on the climb at 45.6% with the Ether dominance at 18.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. NEO leading the pack up 7%, trading at $12.00. 83 cents, followed by Magic up seven and a half percent, trading at a dollar 86, followed by One Inch up five percent, trading at 55 cents, and below that we have Monero and XRP. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we finally got the majority of the alts back in the green. Even XRP is up four percent. We got One Inch up five percent, and CFX up 4.9 percent, along with Neo up six and a half percent. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're back in greed, rated a 63. Yesterday was a 64, which is the highest it's been in a very long time. Last week was a 33 in fear, and last month, a 61 in greed. So there you have it. Do you think we're going to have a strong monthly, or I should say weekly, close today, being it is Sunday, to launch us into that $1 million um, atmosphere for this price prediction I'm going to be covering with you later in the show? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and we would need to see the collapse of the banking and financial system, which we're starting to already witness, which makes this all that much more interesting. But let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Bitcoin approached a key weekly close on March 19th with traders concerned about a recess of the lower levels. However, we're continuing to rise. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View should Bitcoin circling 27,000 on Bitstamp already pretty close to 28 after briefly tapping 
gapping 28 into the weekend. A slow come down through out of hours trading denied the bulls a squeeze higher. This led market participants to weigh the likelihood of Bitcoin returning to test support, quitting crypto Tony, holding my long position while we are above 25.5. But ultimately, we lost 27 support, so we are likely to come down and test around 26.1. The key is for the bulls to absolutely step in at that moment. Now, another analyst, Mikhail Vende Pop, went on to share, are we staying above 26.8? Answer is clear, yes. This means the trend will continue to last until 26.8 is lost. Looking for a final sweep to 28.3, 28.9, then a reversal is a part of his analysis. A subsequent post on the day nonetheless underscored the importance of the nearby support, just $300 below the current spot price. Quoting him again, 26.8 is crucial for Bitcoin. Had two tests now. If we get one more test, it'll probably break and cause a deeper and harsh correction. Hold on above 28,500 next. And checking out the weekly time frame. Bitcoin was still in line for an impressive candle close, having last acted around 27,000 back in June of 2022, quoting crypto trader Rec Capital. Several months later, and Bitcoin has finally broken out from its accumulation range. This accumulation range was calculated based on historical post-death cross retracement theory mentioned in the thread. Well, there you have it. And very interesting thread. And with old month high uh, Bitcoin downtrend gets broken, a new Bitcoin multi-month uptrend emerges, and Rec Capital highlights that the ongoing significance of the 200-period moving average on the weekly timeframes, this is currently sitting at 25,350 and prime for resistance slash support flip. So there you have it. And as pointed out here, this is according to Goldman Sachs. Their research data shows that Bitcoin is the best performing asset in the world this year. That's right. What are we up? Roughly 65%. And there's nothing remotely coming close, which is a great sign for the king crypto. So let me know if you're currently bullish. Holla at your boy. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading all of the comments out loud. And we'll have a lot of fun. Now for our next breaking story of the day. Do you know that scam Bankman Freed was Working with the FDIC chairman prior to the collapse? That's right. Can't make this stuff up. Before the crypto exchange, FTX and its founder, Scam Bankman Freed, got tied down with allegations of misappropriation use of the funds. SBF was among the most influential crypto entrepreneurs. Remember, the Michael Jordan of crypto, as they said on the mainstream media. Before the FTX collapse, a leaked email exchange with top regulator allegedly showed SBF's intent to get the exchange federally regulated. Imagine that. May 28, 2022, nearly six months before the FTX filed for bankruptcy and SBF resigned as the CEO, the FDIC chairman, Martin Grunberg, received an invitation to meet SBF on June 13th, 2022, according to the Washington Examiner. The email was mediated by former CFTC commissioner, Mark Wetchin, who joined FTX US as the head of policy and regulatory strategy in November of 2021. And in the latter half of the email, Wetchin told Grunberg that FTX is the unusual position of begging the federal government to regulate us. And he further added, we have an application before the CFTC that lays out for the agency how to do so. All the CFTC has to do is approve it and once the CFTC does that allows others to follow and the other major US exchanges also have CFTC licenses and in response to SBS request Grunberg agreed to meet the duo as shown in the leaked email right here on your screen and following the collapse of FTX SBS political ties were uncovered amid parallel investigations and FDIC spokesperson uh, confirmed that the FDIC chairman met SBF as a part of the routine courtesy visits with leaders of financial firms and institutions and alongside federal investigations 
Communications, FTX New Management, started conducting internal investigations to track missing funds. Interesting. Now, recent court documents revealed that SBF and five other former FTX Alameda Research executives receive a whopping $3.2 billion in payments and loans from FTX-linked entities, and SBF reportedly received the lion's share of those funds, receiving $2.2 billion. So, so much for that theory where he's like, I only have $100,000 left to my name. Now, meanwhile, this dude is sitting on billions upon billions, and not to mention probably hundreds of millions worth of real estate from places in the Bahamas, Dubai, and all around the world. The scamster seemed to get away with it thus far, but we'll see if the tables turn. Now for our next story of the day, let's share the latest of what's going on with Larry Flink, uh, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, which is the largest asset manager in the world. Larry Fink, the chairman of the SEC, or I'm sorry, chairman and CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, shared his view on the U.S. economy and recent bank failures in his annual chairman letter to investors published this week, quoting him here. This past week, we saw the biggest bank failure in more than 15 years as federal regulators seized Silicon Valley Bank. This is a classic asset liability mismatch. Two smaller banks failed in the past week as well, Fink described. Silicon Valley Bank was shut down by regulators on March 10th, while Signature Bank was seized by the New York State Department of Financial Services last Friday. Silvergate also recently announced voluntary liquidation and 11 banks bailed out First Republic Bank this week. In Switzerland, Credit Suisse also fell into trouble and received a bailout from the Swiss Central Bank. It's too early to know how widespread the damage is. The regulatory response has so far been swift and decisive actions have helped stage off contagion risks, but markets remain on the edge. Will uh, asset liability mismatches be the second domino to fall. The BlackRock executive wrote, adding the following, we don't know yet whether the consequences of easy money and regulatory changes will cascade throughout the U.S. regional banking sector. And with more seizures and shutdowns coming, it does seem inevitable that some banks will now need to pull back on lending to shore up their balance sheets. And we're likely to see stricter capital standards for banks. Over the long term, today's banking crisis will place greater importance on the role of the capital markets as banks potentially become more constrained in their lending, whereas their clients awaken to these asset liability mismatches. I anticipate they will likely turn in greater numbers to the capital markets for financing, Fink explained. Now, the BlackRock executive further warned, in addition to duration mismatches, we may also see liquidity mismatches. Years of lower rates had the effect of driving some asset owners to increase their commitments to illiquid investments, trading lower liquidity for higher returns. There is a risk now of a liquidity mismatch for these asset owners, especially those with leverage portfolios. And he goes on, as inflation remains elevated, the Fed will stay focused on fighting inflation and continue to raise rates. While the financial system is clearly stronger than it was in 08, the monetary and fiscal tools available to policymakers and regulators to address the current crisis are limited, especially with a divided government in the United States. That's right. And with higher interest rates, governments can sustain recent levels of fiscal spending and deficits of previous decades. He additionally cautioned the U.S. government spent a record $213 billion on interest payments on its debt in the fourth quarter of 2022, up $63 billion just from the previous year. So there you have it. You know things are bad if BlackRock CEO is warning you of continued bank seizures and economic hardships ahead, especially in the banking sector. I expect 
expect nothing less. And as you can see on your screen, we got Bitcoin still pumping above 27,500. I'd love to see us conquer 28,000 before the end of this live show. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. And now let's discuss the latest with Bitcoin ordinals as it just broke a staggering 500,000 mark. And let's discuss what's next. Bitcoin ordinal NFTs are the trending asset on the Bitcoin network. More than a half a million NFTs minted just recently. These unique digital assets have taken over the crypto community with creators switching from popular blockchains like Ethereum to mint their NFTs on the Bitcoin network. How many of you here actually have a NFT on the Bitcoin network? Let me know. At this time, there's 520,200 NFT ordinals, which have been minted on the Bitcoin network just in the last two months. According to data from Dune Analysis, this growth is pretty remarkable considering less than 50,000 NFTs were minted just five weeks ago. On-chain data further revealed that on March 9th of this year, we recorded the most ordinal transactions. More than 31,000 of them were minted that day with the vast majority of images followed by videos and text. And in addition, about 2.6 million has been spent on transaction fees to mint this unique form of digital assets. On average, about 10,000 ordinal NFTs are minted on the daily. And this number is expected to grow due to the increased demand for this form of NFT. Now, Bitcoin NFT are created by assigning what's called ordinals to each Satoshi. The ordinals are linked to information like videos, text, and images, etc., thereby creating NFTs on Bitcoin. And unlike Ethereum NFTs, there are no specific token standards, and the inscriptions made are permanent and cannot be edited or change. Now, the growing popularity of ordinal NFTs is largely linked to the ease of creating them. Initially, creating and managing ordinal NFTs was only possible through the native wallet developed by Casey Rotomore, the creator of this protocol. However, the tool required managing a full Bitcoin node locally and using lines of code that could have been more user-friendly. So over time, different companies and programmers devised easier products to enable the adoption of this technology. Wallet providers like Hero and Sparrow allow users to manage Bitcoin NFT ordinals effectively, while Unisat Wallet recently reviewed a feature that allows users to create and manage their ordinal NFTs from their wallets. And despite the growing adoption of ordinal NFTs, a large portion of the Bitcoin community remains opposed to this form of digital asset. Top developers like Adam Back and Luke Desher have previously spoken out against this type of NFT on the Bitcoin network. Now, critics argue that ordinal NFTs threaten the privacy, security, and efficiency of the Bitcoin network. They view strong data such as images, I'm sorry, storing data such as images, videos, and games as a waste of space and believe it leads to congestion of the Bitcoin network. This may not be wrong as the Bitcoin network had recently suffered from congestion. According to data from mempool.space, more than 50,000 transactions are yet to be confirmed on the Bitcoin network. This is equivalent to more than 160 blocks leading to increased transaction fees. So there you have it. How many of you are bullish on the future of NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below. Now we're going to be discussing the headwinds opposing Bitcoin moving ahead before we dive into a very bullish $2 million bet that the Bitcoin price will reach a million dollars by June of this year, literally within the next 90 days. So first, let's break down these potential headwinds that we're facing. Analyst and trader Nicholas Merton has reservations about 
about Bitcoin despite the flagship crypto's asset massive rally over the past week. He tells his half a million YouTube subs that although the Bitcoin to NASDAQ stock index correlation is looking bullish, the macro environment is unfavorable. Quoting him here, I definitely have to say that this chart right here, the Bitcoin to NASDAQ ratio, is what has gotten me most excited. Seeing that we have been able to get above the 200-week and 200-day moving averages is definitely a really positive sign. But as we saw here back on the last trading day, we faded a lot of those gains. I have to see that, that it can hold up here because according to history, when we get up to this range of above 25,000, it doesn't last here very long. And we are in the macro environment that for a more risk on asset like Bitcoin, where its on-ramps are being talked about in question when it comes to regulations or regulators shutting them down, we have the banking infrastructure around these assets crippling as we speak. These are, I mean, where's the liquidity going to come from? I'm not saying retail volume and speculators and just general investor, long-term hodlers can't drive it up, but we haven't seen the typical correction of a typical crypto bear market. And according to Merton, Bitcoin is likely to be crushed by these macroeconomic factors in the weeks ahead. Quoting him again here, I just don't see how Bitcoin is going to do very well in this environment and until we start seeing a more continued deviation of Bitcoin away from the NASDAQ where it's continuing to lead, I can't be too confident just yet. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst and to watch this video he did, Bitcoin analysis, the next domino to collapse that's big. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And now for the moment we have all been waiting for, now let's discuss this $2 million Bitcoin bet that the Bitcoin price will reach a million dollars per coin within the next 90 days. And then I'll also be sharing uh, Max Kaiser's response to this as well. So here we go. Former Coinbase chief technology officer Balaji Srini has made a millionaire bet on Bitcoin's price over the next 90 days, predicting Bitcoin to reach a million dollars by June 17th. So mark that on your calendar. The wager was initiated on March 17th when synonymous Twitter user James Medlock offered to bet anyone a million dollars that the U.S. would not experience hyperinflation. Then a few hours later, the former Coinbase executive accepted the bet which you can see right here. And I covered it in great details yesterday. So today I'm going to be sharing with you more focused on the follow-up. Now, under the proposed terms, if the Bitcoin price fails to reach $1 million by June 17th, Medlock will win a $1 million worth of the dollar peg stablecoin, USD, better known as USDC, and one Bitcoin. But in the same way, if Bitcoin is worth at least a $1 million by that date, then Balaji can keep the one Bitcoin and the $1 million in USDC. Srini explained in the thread, you buy one Bitcoin, I will send $1 million USDC. USD. This is 40 to 1 odds as one Bitcoin is worth 26,000. The term is 90 days. And per the thread, other Twitter users helped set up the smart contract with the betting terms. Srini also disclosed that he would move another 1 million in USDC for another wager on the same topic, quitting him here. I am moving 2 million into USDC for the bet. I will do it with Medlock and one other person sufficient to prove the point. See my next tweet. Everyone else should just go buy Bitcoin as it'll be much cheaper for you than locking it up. For 90 days. Now, Medlock and Srini made the wager based on their different views of the U.S. economy's future amid the ongoing uncertainty regarding his banking system. Srini argues that there is an impending crisis that will lead to the deflation of the U.S. dollar and thus the hyperinflation scenario, which would take the price to a million dollars per coin. Now, Medlock, on the other hand, is bearish about the upcoming hyperinflation in the United States. Meanwhile, Bitcoin's price has reached 27 
currently around 27.6 at this time, and we're up approximately 66 to 70 percent from the start of this year. Not too shabby. Now, Max Kaiser's response, uh, being he is the high priest of Bitcoin, he says, how can Bitcoin hit a million dollars in the very near term? Number A, or letter A, starting this Monday, a global meltdown of all the banks, fiat money, and central banks begins in a tsunami of hyperinflation, floods the globe. Estimated probability, 30%. And now let's look at uh, Srini's thread here. Here are the remaining references as Twitter is limited on the number of links in one post. I am moving 2 million into USDC for the bet. And uh, in terms of the bet, ideally, someone can set up a smart contract where Bitcoin is worth 1 million in 90 days. If I win, it is worth less than a million in 90 days. Then the counterparty gets to 1 million in USD. And now he discusses hyper-Bitcoinization. We have to define hyperinflation in Bitcoin versus USD terms because all other fiat currencies can and will be inflated away. That is hyper Bitcoinization. Uh, yeah, this is the moment that the world re, uh, denominates on Bitcoin as digital gold, returning to a model much like before the 20th century. What's going to happen is that individuals, then firms, then large funds will buy Bitcoin, then sovereigns like El Salvador and tiny crypto friendly countries. The big move will be when a U.S. state like Florida or Texas or a normal country like Estonia, Singapore, Saudi, Hungary, or the UAE buys Bitcoin. And when uh, it tells India's next central bank to buy Bitcoin, even as a hedge, it's over. Why will it be so fast? Well, hyperinflation happens fast. We have seen digital pandemics, an example, COVID, digital riots, BLM, and digital bank runs, SVB. Everything will happen very fast once people check what I am saying and see that the Fed has lied about about how much money there is in the banks. All dollar hodlers get destroyed. You hear that? The thing is, people are still tuned into an analog world where things get gradually worse rather than all at once. But there isn't much forewarning for a digital event. It's one and then it's zero. Just like the bank runs, except this is the central bank. There are, however, two sources of witnessing uh, forewarning. First is the chart of the long-term depreciation of Bitcoin versus USD from less than one USD per Bitcoin to 25,000 USD per Bitcoin. Much of the smart money has been voting against the dollar since the financial crisis. The end is a digital drop off of a cliff, almost invisible on the chart, but highly visible in the world. And this is a very thorough and thought out thread, and I'll include it in the show notes. Below the video in the description, you can see Hex founder Richard Hart responded. I will take your bet and very interesting responses as well. But I want to know what's your response to this bet? Do you think Bitcoin has the probability to hit uh, realistically, a million dollars within the next 90 days? Or do you think this is all just a publicity stunt? You know what I mean? Like nothing more than a pipe dream to get attention. But we got to point out, this isn't just your average YouTuber making this prediction. We're talking about the former Coinbase chief technology officer. And that's what makes this such a big deal. I haven't seen a bet like this of this magnitude since John McAfee said, if Bitcoin doesn't hit a million dollars, I'm going to eat my own what? On private TV or on television, right? And uh, rest in peace to Ma- uh, McAfee. But obviously, Bitcoin never hit that target and he never fulfilled uh, his bet. Thank God, like anyone would actually want to see that. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.